KCLR. So Martin, I'm on my way to a very special place in South Kilkenny. This is a place where our ancestors built an extraordinary structure. Imagine 5,000 years ago, these were Stone Age people on the border of Kilkenny and Tipperary, near Wine Gap, uh, Carrick on Shore, that kind of uh, area in the Lingon Valley. And it's a really special place where people are gathering almost as we speak now to hopefully witness the winter solstice. Now, <clears throat> that may or may not happen, as in we may see the sun or we may not see the sun rising. But these people 5,000 years ago, we think we're clever they aligned this passage tomb, as it is, with the winter solstice. And uh, not only, it's the only site in the whole of Ireland, there are these passage tombs all over Ireland, but it's the only site in Ireland that uh, has the solstice, uh, the the, uh, passage tomb is aligned with the solstice in the morning and in the evening. So it's a really special place. This place is kind of, you know, up there with Newgrange. It was discovered to be as important as it is back in the 1990s by Professor Mwirish O'Sullivan. He'll be there this morning, as will Druids and lots of local people, and people have been gathering here for years. But it's a place with decorated stones, decorated back 5,000 years ago. It's known as the Koshal by the local people around the Lingon Valley, um, but uh, very special. Looking out over Sleeve Naman, it's uh, about 10 kilometres away, the Comer, as you can see in the distance, but full of archaeology. There were all sorts of finds um, there. But I'll talk to you later on, Martin. Um, I better get down there. They're expecting the sun to rise at 20 to 9, and uh, there'll be a crowd gathered and... Um, all sorts of things going on, and hopefully we'll talk to um, Professor Mwirish O'Sullivan as well. But this is a place older than the pyramids built by our ancestors down in South Kilkenny. KCL or Breakfast, with thanks to Kilkenny Ormond Hotel, with legendary Christmas party nights, festive and casual dining options, 056 Good morning. If you've just joined us, it's KCLR Breakfast on December 21st, the shortest day of the year. And of course, a lot of people know what that is all about. Our Sue Nunn has just arrived at Knockrow Passage Tomb. Let's go over and find out exactly what's going on. Good morning, Sue. Good morning, John. And I surely have. And you couldn't get deeper into the Irish countryside, really. You would love it here. I'm in Knockrow at the Passage tomb which was built by our ancestors nobody knows exactly why or what this structure was it was a passage tomb as in they've you know found human remains here from five thousand years ago john and uh but the whole thing about today is it's all about the solstice the winter solstice so our ancestors built this place in alignment with the sun and everybody's here there are loads of people here um, from all over in this really deep countryside it's just starting to get a little bit bright but they're here hopefully to witness the solstice i don't think we're going to see the sun by the look of things um but they're here because it's a really special place and it's a place of habitation 
you know, 5,000 years ago people were here, Stone Age men and women, John. So it's an extraordinary experience, really. Do you feel any kind of a connection, Sue? I think you do. And you see all these people walking here down country lanes for, you know, a mile or so from the car park. We've all walked down. Loads of people, people with dogs, people with children. And they're coming here just because it is a really special place. Some people may have seen the um, documentary on T.G. Cahar last night um, where Mwirish Osulawan spoke about how important Knock Row is. He was involved in the excavation with the team here in, the, in 1990 um, and, and through a, a few of the years of the 1990s. Um, and they discovered just how important this is. It has, bears a lot of relationship to um, Newgrange, of course, and to Douth and to Noth and the Boyne Valley and, and so on. Um, so it really is very, very important. And like this was a civilization, we think we're clever. You know, these people brought stones from, we're near the Slate Quarry. Slate quarries. people know about that. We're near Wine Gap, the Aheni Stone Crosses. You know, it's all about the, the stone. But um, it's very special. Apparently there were Druids here earlier on as well, John. Um, but nobody really quite knows. Mm. Um, what this place is, except that it was built by human beings before the pyramids, John. Incredible, because I was just about to mention Druids, you know, and have you been talking to any people there and asking them how they feel connected or what is it that brings them there? Not yet. I just just see people now that I recognise from Kilkenny walking past, past Declan Rice of leaders just, just gone past. Um, I don't, there's a kind of a spiritual element to it, I think. And as you say, you know, there's a connection with our forebears, but there's a huge mystery to it, you know. But as, as I said, like, we, we all think we were clever, but they built this place and aligned it with the sun. And Nocro is special as well, because in the whole of Ireland, and I'm just looking at it now, so I'll probably get a bit quieter, because I was here a few years ago when the sun did come up, um, and uh, people go very quiet when, when the sun comes. So people are all just standing around in the wind, as you can probably hear, standing around looking towards the sun, looking towards the, uh, t- towards the rising sun. And I've forgotten what you asked me now. Yeah, what people feel. Yeah, well, l- I think it's kind of a spiritual connection. In a, in a general kind of a way. Yeah, yeah, can I ask you that question then? Because, you know, you said rightly at the start, we really don't understand it. So is it purely decorative or does it have a deeper symbolism? And if you think it has a deeper symbolism, what do you think it is? I don't know. I think it's maybe kind of about being human, John. Is is kind of what what I think. You know, here I am now amongst the stones. Big crowd people here. As I say, you couldn't get deeper into the Irish countryside. Um, People are here kind of for the event. You know, it's not a concert that you pay the fortune to get into, but it's a really kind of unique experience. Um, And we're we're all looking now. It's another 10, about 20 to um, is when the sun is due to rise. And I saw in 2019 I was here and the sun rose. And there was just a real kind of quietness 
it's quite it's quite an emotional experience. So it's really. not greeted with applause or cheering or anything, no? No, no, quietness, quietness. Um, I don't think people, the lads now, all the local people um, were, you know, manning the car park and so on on the way down and they were saying, you know, don't think you're going to see the sun this morning, lads. But you, you just never know, you know. The local people... It's, it's the local people call it the cashel, John, um, and it, it has been known probably throughout the centuries. I think it was covered in trees a bit when Wirish O'Sullivan and um, his team came here. But people have been very protective of it over yeah. the centuries. You know, it hasn't been ploughed up or anything. And there are some stones that are beautifully decorated. I'm just looking at people looking at the stones now, and they're similar decorations to what you'd see in Newgrange. Hmm. Um, so these, these people kind of knew one another. And they finally, were, Sue, finally, are the excavations finished or are there any more plans for Knock Row Passage Tomb? I, I, like, it's very expensive and very detailed work. So the last excavations, I think, took place in 2010. But Muir um, you know, who, who discovered really the importance of this site, um, he uh, he he has he he comes here every year. He'll be here this morning, and as I said, this, the the uh, this um, passage tomb is also aligned with the setting sun. And uh, Minister Malcolm Noonan, I'm told, will be here for that this evening as well. But Moirish always comes back. He clearly loves uh, the, the place, and people will have heard him speaking. Oscar T.G. Cahar. Uh, uh, an air last night and um, he, he's here I can't see him yet now but uh, he will be here I know and uh, he, he'll kind of talk to people but um, it really is just you have to come next year John it's a really special experience and I'd uh, advise anybody else to, to come as well and there's some refreshments here put on by the, the okay. local people but it's in, in the Lingon Valley which has loads of other attractions as well as high crosses and so on all about the stone John well enjoy it all and I'm sure you'll be back to tell us exactly how it went I leave you with a piece of advice Okay. Be very quiet because I was reporting from the Irish Open many, many moons ago and I got badly scolded. <laughs> Thanks, Sue. Slaunt. 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 Breakfast with thanks to Kilkenny Ormond Hotel with legendary Christmas party nights, festive and casual dining options. 056 Professor Muirshaw Sullivan. We're here at Knockrow, your yes. baby, really, isn't yes, it? The place yeah. that you love, and you're making more and more famous, really, in terms of its importance. Thank you very much, Sue. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a fascinating site. Uh, I can't believe, after driving down from County Wicklow this morning, I can't believe the number of people that are here. I thought there might be 15 or 20 of us, you know. But there must be a couple of hundred people here. Yeah, so... We watched yeah. a documentary, uh, T.J. Cahar, last night, yeah. of course, which showed in quite a lot of detail the importance of this site and its relationship to something as world-famous as Newgrange. Absolutely. Well, the Boyne Valley tombs, Newgrange and Outh and Douth, they form um, uh, a World Heritage Site or part of the World Heritage Site. They are the reason it's a World Heritage Site. And... Uh, 
Of all the tombs in Ireland, this would be the one that is closest to them. It's like a, a little brother of yeah. the New Grange and Nowth particularly. Uh, like Nowth, it has two tombs going into the one cairn. Um, Nowth is close to 100 metres across. This one is just 20 metres across. But it has all the other features. Yeah. Uh, size is the only difference. Very often these things of alignments are used as sort of symbols of other things. You know, so it may be a direct relationship with the sun, you know, or it may be that the sun is a symbol for whatever belief systems they had and so forth. We've no idea about these people, really. You've found their yeah. remains, yes. haven't you? The cremated remains yeah. under the in, in the passage tomb, but... Were they farmers? What, do we know They anything? were likely farmers. Uh, it looks like they were a special group within uh, the Stone Age Society in Ireland. They presumably were farmers in wooden houses that may not have left much of an imprint on the, on the landscape. Right. And that's what makes these such extraordinary structures, that they did this yeah. while living in pretty rudimentary houses themselves. And Mirish, why do you think all these people come here more and more every year? Really? I, I, I find it amazing, actually, to be honest. Um, I think it's a hunt for spirituality in people, to be honest with you. And there we have the, the Druids, <laughs> the Druids walking proceeding around. Yes, around. Yeah, Mirish, lovely yeah. to see you Thanks again. Thanks, so. The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online and on smart speaker. Now we've been hearing throughout the morning about the uh, Winster Solstice, Knock Row. Soon one was out there talking to Murish O'Sullivan. But somebody else who was out there and enjoys the day. Big, big, important day if you're a pagan priestess. And we have one. Sarah Fox is a pagan priestess and she joins us now on the show. Good morning, Sarah. Hello, how are you? What is a pagan priestess? I've got to start with that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> many, many things really. So for me, it's um, it's a nature-based spirituality. And I suppose the, the vocation is that um, we keep the old traditions alive in a way. So uh, learning our old mythology and folklore and passing that on. Um, and then enacting um, ritual and uh, ceremony around certain times of the year, especially. And for me, I'm a spiritual celebrant as well. So um, if somebody wants uh, um, a spiritual uh, hand fasting or uh, recently I honoured um, a death. And, you know, so there's many, many parts of the the title, I suppose. Um, but my daily practice would be, you know, just connecting to nature. And, uh, you know, my, my prayer is is just, you know, listening to the wind. You know what I mean? And, and Sarah, if, if I saw you walking down the street, would I be able to go, oh, uh, she must be a pagan priestess. Would I even be able to tell by looking at you? <laughs> <laughs> it depends on the day as well. Now, I do have a lovely, lovely cloak, <laughs> but you'd probably just look at me and think, oh, there's an awful hippie. <laughs> but um, if I was if I was in ceremony, there is, uh, I, I suppose, kind of, um, you, we do sometimes don the cloak and maybe, you know, a staff if you're going out into the wilderness. But, you know, it's it's more about what's on the inside than what's on the outside, you know. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's interesting. So if I was out for a walk over Christmas and I did see a group of adults strolling through the forest enjoying what it had to offer, wearing cloaks, I, I didn't think that they were dressed up as superheroes. Um, they may well be <laughs> pagan priests or priestesses. 
Yeah, yeah, well, you can always ask. I got lovely questions this morning at Knock Row. Um, now, I wasn't leading the ceremony. There was an amazing woman called Emer Burke. She's from Three Castles there in Kilkenny. She's the um, she's from the Order of uh, Bards, Ovates and Druids. And then my teacher and uh, one of my dearest friends, Deirdre Wadding, from Curasush School of Irish Spirituality that I trained with. Um, they led the, the practices at Knock Row this morning. And oh, my goodness, it was very special but loads of people were asking questions about the pagan path or just that kind of um nature-based spirituality and it was really lovely to just chat to people and how curious people are about it you know i i don't necessarily want to to to, to frame um what you do your beliefs in the same sort of sentence as the mm. traditional churches and and uh, religions that are are marked and celebrated and uh, respected in what would be modern global sense compared to your own pagan beliefs which go back a lot further don't they have do you think that this essence of connecting to nature and believing in oh well i don't know what you believe in but i'm in my own mind imagining that the connection between humanity and nature is that Mm. where all other religions then developed from i believe so i mean there's a there's a term I think for that kind of nature based practice which is called animism, which is kind of like you um you think everything is sentient, you know, uh, an oak tree is sentient, a willow tree is sentient, a rock is sentient, not just um not it's not a human centered um belief system if that makes sense and there's this beautiful phrase as well that's kind of coming into modern psychology which is like the more than human world that when we connect to the more than human world that we believe like the river has a spirit to it and everything that it's you're you're just richer for it if that makes sense it's it's more life is more enchanting i i can see why people would connect to that type of thing. I can go and sit by the sea, I can go and sit by the river, and I can enjoy the experience of that. Is it then a further leap of faith, to use that word, to then think that the river is a sentient being um, and it has maybe its own emotions, its own feelings, its own temperament? Well, I mean, we can, it depends how you look at it, isn't it? Like, I'm looking out my window now at the wind, right? And it's quite a wild, blustery day. So that has an, um, that has a personality, doesn't it, you know? So then, you know, if, if we feel into that, it's like, what's that telling us about, um, you know, the passing of time, uh, t- to take care, because obviously, you know, the, if it's very windy, you might need to be um, more observant in your day. So it's like you're just tuning in to everything around you just a little bit more. You could simplify it to that rather than even, you know, like like you say, if it's a leap of faith to be like, I don't think a river has a personality, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you, you can just feel into you know what's actually going on what what are you being told if you just take a moment to listen but the other thing to go back to the river idea is that um the all of the rivers in ireland are named bar one i believe after um a goddess you know for example um and especially at this time of year we should honor the goddess boan and she the boyne is named after her Um, And she is particularly connected to the winter solstice because um, it was on the winter solstice that she gave birth to, um, in Irish mythology, the god of light and love, Angus Og. And 
what what the uh, the solstice means in Irish on Greenstad. So um, the sun stops basically, and I think in Latin it's a similar meaning, um, solstice, if like so, this the stasis of the sun. Yeah. Um, so in our mythology, then, so this goddess Boan, she was married to um, a, a chief called uh, Elkmar, and. The, the god, the Dagda, who is like this kind of all-father god, he, 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 he set his eyes on her and he, um, they, they wanted to have a tryst, we'll say. And there was, you know, the affairs were fine back in, in the, the, the Breton system and stuff like oh, that. So you, you could, there was no problem to it. it. There was no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no yeah. neighbours looking through twitching curtains or anything like that. <laughs> you could get away with it. But um, so, but however, when the Dagda and Boan lay together, they conceived um, Angus Og. And what the Dagda did before uh, the Elkmar, her husband, came back is he stopped the sun in the sky for nine months for the whole gestation of the baby. And then the baby was born in Newgrange, in the tomb of Newgrange. So this, like, you know, similar to Nakro, when the light comes in and lights up that chamber in Newgrange, it's this this kind of um, remembrance that the, the god Angus Og was born in that chamber. So, you know, there's all, the myth will tell you um, something about what happens in nature and nature will tell you something about what happens in the myth. So it's really beautiful. If if you're talking to people and you're talking about your own beliefs and being a pagan priestess, I've got to be quite direct because a lot of people would have this question. Mm. Um, do people think, God, she's a bit of a quack, she's a bit mad? Without doubt. And, and because, <laughs> I tell you, <laughs> you seem to embrace that madness there. <laughs> because what's interesting yeah. to me is the story that you just told us there. Um, there are lots of, I don't offend anybody, but lots of stories in, for example, the Bible or other religious books that you mm. might also quantify as being a bit fanciful. Um, do you think paganism is, is sort of undervalued in society today? Well, I think that the um, the those stories, like you're, you're naming, you know, all the myth go, you know, we can see different cultures all have very similar myths and creation stories so you know whatever the belief system we can find value in our old stories and for me that is the pagan path is like looking at our lore looking at our mythology and um gleaning some some kind of basis of what our ancestors would have worshipped and you know I think that's really beautiful that we're we're you know keeping things going and obviously we're only trying to recreate what our ancestors would have practiced but by going to Knock Row this morning you know they would have been there so for 5,000 years that that was the practice to do on a day like today so why not continue yeah. it if that makes sense We'll talk about connection and Knock Row and what it was like being out there uh, this morning in, in detail mm. in a little bit in one moment but I've got a text message in from Jessica who says hi Brian spiritual people recognize each other every day by our energies on the street can you can you sense somebody else who's got a similar sort of um, energy to you Sarah when you meet them or oh, when you pass beautiful. them that's beautiful yeah that's what Jessica suggested they they can yeah, we don't have to recognize one another because we can do so by our energies yeah i i do think so but i like it's um there's certainly in my community, you know, and I'm also a yoga teacher and, uh, you know, like you can tell that somebody is just bright and, and open to connection. And then, you know, like there was a beautiful festival in Carlo in the summer, the Hidden Heart Festival, mm. and just the amount of um, 
oh, it's just the, the, the beauty in like the dancing and the sharing and like it's, you know, no alcohol and it just the, the type of people in my world, in my community are just, you know, the most magnificent kinds of people. So, yeah, I do believe that like you can just spot someone and you're like, I would definitely get on with you. So, you know, yeah. <laughs> maybe maybe there's something deeper there yeah, or maybe it's maybe, just uh, the maybe, way you live, you know. Maybe more of us do that, you know. Maybe more of us, even though we wouldn't mm. necessarily follow a, a pagan belief pattern and go, that's my kind of person, you know, whether they've got yeah. uh, pagan energy or not. Um, when, you, when you mentioned there um, about Knock Row, um, how big an event is the winter solstice for you and, and other people, other friends, other people with similar energies? Well, there's kind of in in the pagan belief system, we have the Celtic Wheel of the Year. So there's eight festivals that we would celebrate. And the winter solstice and the summer solstice are probably um, the biggest ones. But also we have Imbolg in February. You have um, the equinoxes. You have Bialkana at at the start of May. You have um, uh, Lunasa in August. And you have um, Samhain, which is you know halloween time yeah. um so you know we have these kind of eight festivals that we'll honor going through the whole year and each one has a different uh, energy to it you know so for example Samhain is the last harvest you know and the energy of that is you know what do we need to gather in before the dark of the year and then today being or about the the actual alignment it for the winter solstice um uh, kind of astronomically is tomorrow morning yeah, 20 seconds, so yeah. but you have like three days you have three days to kind of see that sun stop in the sky and um, so the energy for now is like that slow return of the light that beacon of hope to get us through the really cold dark times you know so that you you know it's not like the you know we call it this return of the light but it's more of um of a promise isn't it because we don't see that for quite some time but it's it's this beacon of hope i think and that's why we celebrate well, it's, it's, it's been fabulous talking to you. Just something that crossed my mind there before we finished up, Sarah. Last question. Uh, do, do you celebrate Christmas? Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and I'm a December baby as well. So this is my month. <laughs> but no, my family, my family absolutely celebrate Christmas. And um, yeah, so like I, the thing about the pagan path and nature based religion is that it's not necessary. It's non-denominational in a yeah, way, so you know, so other, any, other... anyone. It's, yeah, it's non-exclusive. Exactly that. Exactly that. Beautiful way to put it. Well, it's been really, really interesting to talk to you. I, I love your energy. You had me wondering there for a moment halfway through that. I was like, maybe, maybe I'm partially pagan myself because I'm quite open to, <laughs> to, to other people's beliefs and wishes and wants and everything else. And um, happy um, winter solstice. Happy Christmas. Happy, happy Thursday um, to you, Sarah. Have a great day. And uh, thanks for sharing Thank you so the much. pagan way, if you like, with us. Pagan priestess, Sarah Fox, joining us on the KCLR Daily. She's fabulous, isn't she? The KCLR Daily with Brian Redmond on air, online, and on smart speaker. With thanks to the Fairgreen Shopping Centre gift card, the perfect gift for all occasions. See fairgreen.ie.